Hello and welcome to the Running Anthropologist podcast. This is episode number 47. So glad you're here. As we get started today, I just wanted to give a brief introduction and shout out to everyone who participated in the New York City Marathon. It was a fantastic weekend. New York Roadrunners did an outstanding job, but especially Achilles International, who is my host organization, with which I was able to guide and pace and run with uh, run with a great runner from New Zealand, whom we're about to meet. And they, um, from start to finish, they supported us. They really were just a amazingly um, encouraging and optimistic organization which pulled people together from a diversity of uh, different uh, areas and different abilities to have a fantastic weekend from the from the shakeout run in Central Park to the expo to um, you know the evening dinner um, the night before and everything was just super super well organized and well thought out couldn't have been better for my New York Marathon weekend experience. But enough about me. <laughs> I'd like to uh, share with you an interview that I had. And we'll offer a little bit of my own insight too. But an interview that I had with uh, Blair McConnell um, from New Zealand and what his experience was like. And you'll hear along with us uh, our co-guide Antone. Um, he uh, is a fantastic uh, co-guide who is with us most of the way and has been with Blair for much, much longer through his training. So he, um, he had some neat things, some thoughts before and after the marathon. We'll share out with you as well. And what we'll do here is we'll start off with the, uh, the pre-marathon uh, interview. All right, here we are before the New York Marathon. This is Antone my, on my team, my co-guide. And um, would you like to share any thoughts, what you're up to, what you're thinking? Yeah, uh, kia ora koutou. In New Zealand we say kia ora, that's, that's hello. Uh, I just want to say, we're ner I'm nervous, um, but I just want to make sure our athlete um, Blair gets through uh, safe and sound. Um, and he enjoys the experience, so looking forward to it. And um, Antone, uh, or... Uh, the, the initial phrase which you shared with me yes. is a Maori phrase. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, Maori phrase. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's kia ora. It's hello in Maori. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's more than hello, though, isn't it? Well, it can be. It can be thank you as well. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Um, Are you? I'm recording here, Blair. How are you feeling before the marathon? Hey, Mark. I'm getting excited again now. Um, it's been a long time coming, and it's been hard to keep the enthusiasm up all the time. But it's been coming, going up and down and up and down, and now it's up. So, um, <laughs> so, so you and Anton, if I'm, if I'm not correct, you were both training in 2020 when the pandemic hit? Um, I don't think Anton was. Yep, no, okay. I... Um, I started into training, but I was a very, very new to running back then, um, and um, I certainly wasn't getting the long runs up to the, the length that I have now, so, um, you know, sort of maybe 18k, it was really half marathon training that I was doing back then, so, and in some ways, yeah, this is much better timing for me now. Oh, interesting, yeah, yeah, it's always nice to feel confident in that distance before you start it. Yes. Um, yes. 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 So you have um, you have kids back home. Will they be and family? Will they be watching? Uh, the kids, um, if they're up early enough. <laughs> I mean, they, they are teenagers. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if they're up early enough, um, they may well be following. Yeah. I I hope they will. Cool. I think um, I think the one in Wellington will. She's just turned twenty. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Um, I think the others, on the other hand, will probably check in on the app when they get out of bed and see. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I, hopefully, I will have finished by then. Absolutely. What are your main concerns as an Achilles athlete going into a uh, marathon? Uh, my main concerns? Um, well, with the two awesome guides I've got today, I don't <laughs> think I've got any. You, know? you, you guys are great. Um, no, I feel really confident that um, everything's going to go smoothly. Um, um, concerns. I, yeah, it's interesting, you know, as an Achilles athlete, 
I think I probably share the same concerns that anybody has. You know, if, when I start to think about it, it's, it's like, okay, um, have I got enough fitness? Can I just keep going? You know, when the going gets tough, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty much the same things that go through everybody's head. In some ways, I do have some unique concerns. Um, well, not so much unique, but I, I guess specific, um, due to the fact that I've only been running for five years. Before that, I was, I'd have to call myself a couch potato. So, um, you know, my my thoughts every now and again are, what do you think you're trying to do? This is not what you are. This is not who you are. An identity um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but, you know, I'm getting over that, you know, and by the end of today, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to call myself a marathon That's runner. That's right. Not only am I a long-distance runner, but I am a marathoner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, Why did you choose New York instead of some other marathon closer to New Zealand? Um, I think... I think... Oh, what's flashing on here? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, let me pause there. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, New York is iconic. I mean, it is... If you're gonna, you like, when I told somebody I was gonna be doing the, the New York Marathon, and they said, "So have you done any other marathons before this?" and I said, "No," and they said, "Well, if you're gonna only ever do one marathon, it might as well be New York, New York." You know, so, um, and and I don't know if I'll do more or not. You know, I I'll get through this one and see how I feel about it. So, um, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I guess I've always wanted to come to New York. It's been an absolute dream to be able to do that as well. Um, but, you know, New York is, is the ultimate for me. Um, I don't know what I'm going to follow it up with. <laughs> really don't. That's amazing. Anton, same thing? Same thing. I just, my ex I just want to give Blair the experience and get him through safe, like I said before. So um, it's been a journey already getting here um, from the training to now we just want to get it done and you you have five five daughters at home five daughters at home i love very much and uh yeah I, I can't wait to get home and see them and tell them all about it so yeah well we thank you for your your gift of being here together and also representing your culture in new york thank you which is you know which is really unique and yeah. i'm learning a lot already having just spent two days <laughs> with you guys so and we thank you for coming with us i mean you know choosing to come with us and just being a part of it so yeah yeah all right well i'm gonna uh i'm gonna save this and then i'm gonna interview you guys again at the at after the, we're in the cool down tent we're crying <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right. Um, well, let's hope, let's hope it's going to be tears of joy. Yeah. <laughs> a bright sunny day. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you want, please? No, 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 my, um, All right, and uh, Blair McConnell, welcome to uh, the Running Anthropologist podcast. Um, now it's been a few weeks after our time in New York, and from what I gather, you just came from yet another park run and you've recently set a record can, can you share about that to start off with uh, i sure can mark firstly thank you so much for inviting me along to speak today um it's a, a absolute pleasure um speaking on your podcast and, and particularly after the time that we spent together in new york so so yeah it's been a busy few weeks since we got back um running hasn't stopped i've, I've kind of kept running really um, started with a, a half marathon um, just a week after running the, the New York Marathon um, and um, also the, the park run. So, so the park run, run today was my 101st park run, having just completed my 100th park run last week. Um, so that was a, a, a great milestone to, to reach and I'm really, really happy about that. Oh, that's so cool. It, you know, park runs are, we've heard the word, but it's the, not quite as popular as internationally. Um, maybe you could tell us kind of what that's like and how you found out about uh, park run. Yeah, park run's a, a fantastic organization. Um, it, it really is all around the world, but I, 
I, I agree. It's perhaps not so popular in, in US as what it is in um, the UK and certainly throughout New Zealand. Um, it's effectively a 5K race every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock and um, just around Christchurch, which is the city I live in in the South Island of New Zealand, um, we've got four different locations of park runs every Saturday. So it's a free event. Um, it's run by volunteers and um, sponsors. Um, so we just get out there at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, do the 5K run, um, and then within a couple of hours you get emailed your results. Now, the focus at Parkrun is not so much to win the, the race, um, although, of course, when you're running it, then you, you of course, do your very best. Um, but what is celebrated is how many Parkrun events you've attended. So it's a big thing to reach those milestones of doing your 50, your 100, your 250, and, um, and, and so on. Huh. Wow. Um, that is, that's amazing. And so every time you show up, you get official results and they tell you how you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Um, for a free event, you get your official timing and how many park runs you've done. They also track how many times you volunteer because of course the whole thing is made possible due to the, um, the, the generosity of the volunteer and, um, huh. um, and you, you get um, as you progress. You know, I've I've just ordered my 100 t-shirt, so um, I will proudly wear my 100 parkrun t-shirts when it arrives. That's my amazing. Parkrun, yeah. yeah, yeah, and to spread the word, you know, what better way to uh, you know to get people excited about racing and doing a local 5K than to just have it every week and have it for free. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, do you, yeah. How many people show up to the one in Christchurch? Ah, oh, well, the, the main one in Christchurch, and Christchurch is a city that's very fortunate to have a, a huge park right in the middle of the city, very similar to New York in a way. Um, but we've got a city called Hagley Park, and that is the, the biggest of the park runs in the Christchurch area, um, and we consistently get over 500 people. I think... Um, just three weeks ago, they, they set a record, um, which is actually quite unusual for this time of year to be breaking records. But yeah, they I think there was 530. Oh, wow. Okay. Attended. Um, and of course, um, that bodes well for January because, of course, January is the big month with everybody making New Year's resolution, resolutions to get out there. Um, we usually start cracking some, some records in January. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Oh, uh, that's amazing! Yeah, so it's still bu building momentum. That's that's wonderful. I um, yeah. it, like you, you know, being in a I am in a relatively big city here in Tampa, um, and I have heard of Park Run from time to time. But when you travel uh, abroad, you do hear like, oh, there's a, you know, you'll see posting by local running clubs that there's a Park Run coming up, and I I, I would love to get involved and and um, and visit one. So thanks thanks for sharing about that. I I think others will. You know, whenever whenever you travel, you can uh, kind of check out uh, if there's a park run that weekend, and and if it's consistent, then you'll be able to find one. Oh, so, absolutely! Uh, and some people make a point of it when they are traveling um, of being park run tourists. And um, um, just two weeks ago, I met a couple from uh, the UK, and and there was a the, the lady of that partnership had completed her 100th park run and she did it at um at rolleston which is just out of christchurch here oh cool so, yeah it's a great thing to do oh that's really cool i you know so coming off uh let, let's transition a little bit coming off your time in new york are you still motivated to go out and train is your is are you moving to shorter distances what what are you feeling like running, if if at all, um, after after completing your first marathon? Um, yeah, that's a good question, Mark, and it, and it has been a, a period of readjustment for me because um, I, with the focus being so much on the New York Marathon because that was such a big thing for me, um, I hadn't set the goal to do anything after it. Um, which meant that I had to kind of refocus pretty quickly to, towards thinking about 
what I wanted to do. Um, so I'm also hoping to, to work in a bit of cycling. I'm, I'm a keen tandem cyclist. Um, so I'm going to be going out for a ride tomorrow with a, with a friend. Okay. Um, so we'll get that going again. Um, yes, um, working into getting some speed work going again to try and improve my speed on the 5K. Um, but I also feel like now that I've completed my first marathon, um, that there is some unfinished business there. So I'd, I'd really like to um, complete another marathon pretty shortly and um, with view to seeing if I can knock a little bit off my off my time that I ran in New York. Absolutely. Um, that's that's great. And did you say, just so I get it right, you said tandem surfing. Is that right? Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Tandem cycling. Oh, tandem cycling. Okay. Yeah. And, and surfing would have been just as cool and probably just as possible in New Zealand. <laughs> um, but tandem cycling sounds awesome. And it's a great, I'm sure, a great cross-training uh, tool to getting better at running, too. Yes, I believe so. Um, okay, so let's go. Let's, if we can, you know, you've had a little time to uh, reflect and kind of process here. Um, recalling back to the weekend itself, it was a bit crazy. There was a lot going on, big city, a lot of people. Um, but now, looking back, you know, in hindsight, what are some of the um, the memories that you have? Uh, that are most powerful from the weekend and, um, you know, whether it be the race itself or something surrounding the race. Yeah. yeah wow. I, um, the marathon itself, um, the, the more I think about it and, and it, it took me a few days, I guess, to, um, really, um, analyze and, and diagnose, I guess, what I'd done. Um, but it, it was absolutely unreal. And no matter what people say to try and prepare you for what New York's about, the New York Marathon, nothing can prepare you for the number of people. It was astronomical. And, um, you know, and, and I remember running with you, Mark, and, and hitting the top of um, bridges on, on at least two occasions and just hearing the roar of the crowd from the other side and hmm. um the first response was you know what is that noise and then you realize that all these people are there to cheer you on um it was it was really quite touching in a way yeah you know i i have recalled to a few friends that the experience for a visually impaired athlete in particular must be just the best possible a big city marathon but especially new york in that the soundscape is is overwhelming. It's it's so moving, uh, it, and I don't know if you know if that's the case or if it's maybe a little too overwhelming. But um, did you feel really energized have, having that crowd support? Was it different than running at home uh, in training? Uh, certainly different. Um, you know, when, when I think about what New Zealand is, and particularly the South Island, and, you know, I, I grew up on a sheep farm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to having more sheep around me than people. Um, to, to have, you know, you know I, I grew up on a farm with 6,000 sheep, but so to be in a situation where there was 2 million supporters and, and spectators, um, I, I don't think I can do it justice to, to try and describe what that was like um you know all i can say is that if anybody's got the opportunity to to be part of an event like that absolutely go for it because you, you sure won't regret it hmm. you know that that's a good way to put it i i also don't know that i could easily describe the experience you know, if if I could, you know, as a personal reflection that, that maybe could spur some thoughts on your part, I would also note that the course is surprisingly challenging, um, whether sighted or, or non, you know, or, or non-sighted, the, the hills and the, um, the terrain is mm. uh, difficult, but perhaps especially for someone who cannot see what's coming up in front. There's a lot of like almost every turn and every 
every place there's uneven pavement, there's, there's little hills, there's, you know, metal, there's bridges, there's, you know, all sorts of things that perhaps you wouldn't consider as obstacles until you're guiding someone that can't see everything. What, what was it like for you? And did you feel at times like it was, um, uh, really an obstacle course or did you feel like it was, it was standard, uh, to what you experienced? Um, the obstacle, I mean, the biggest obstacle in the New York Marathon is people. Um, the, the actual terrain, um, yeah, it's surprisingly hilly. And when I say hilly, um, of course, New York on the face of it is flat, but no, it is that there's lots of bridges and there's lots of gentle, long, um, uphill climbs, which, um, I have got nothing similar to that to train on here in Christchurch. So, so I, I guess I didn't train particularly well for what the New York Marathon's about, but I just didn't have that, op that option. Um, with hindsight, I think I would have spent more time in the hills. Hmm. Um, I think if I'd overtrained in the hills, then that would have been um, better preparation for what for what New York was. The, the biggest obstacle and the biggest challenge really was the people. Um, and it, I was expecting that it would be busy near the start of it um, and perhaps at the merger of the different... Um, you know, New York Marathon's got three different starting points and, and eight miles in, um, the, the, the different starting points merge. So I was expecting that that would be another busy point. What I didn't know about was that it was actually going to be busy towards the end as well. So coming into Central Park, um, by that stage, of course, you've got some people moving slower than others um, and the, the track isn't as wide as running on you know, a full-width motorway. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we, we had a, a few challenges there. You've also got people that are getting really tired, um, you know, even though the Achilles brand, um, and people are a, a, a lot more aware of that now, and I think they're aware of the fact that, you know, there's somebody that's got possibly a sight challenge or some type of um, a disability wearing an Achilles T-shirt, um, but by that stage, everybody's really tired, and you do find that people will cut in front of you, um, and um, and and that we did have as a challenge coming up towards, well, well that was any time after about 35k. That last, I think, 7k was more challenging in terms of people than what I expected. So, um, so yeah, there there were those challenges, but you know, New York is a, a special marathon. Um, even with all that, it's a it's a very very special thing to do. I'm very very happy that I had the opportunity to do it, um, and um, who knows, you might see me back there doing it again one day. Yeah, that's great to hear. We'll come back to those challenges a little bit. I'd like to talk more about that because I I too uh, was both fearful and um, and a couple of times really quite uh, overwhelmed by the uh, the number of kind of. Uh, people that got in, in front of us or suddenly stopped in front of us. Um, but I, yeah, I want to just touch on that thing that you mentioned about being an Achilles runner and recognizable. Um, you all came as a, a mini delegation from New Zealand, and I guess we were among a few hundred uh, Achilles athletes from throughout the world, um, different parts of the United States and, and many countries. Um, I didn't get to experience the entirety of what you went through, but it appeared to me that, you know, in leading up to the marathon and all of the preparation that Achilles really was a big family and it like everyone was just so happy to be there kind of supporting one another. They stayed all together in one spot, had some communal meals. Um, what, what was that like for you being part of the Achilles delegation in particular? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, 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 I just love Achilles. I really do. Um, it, it is what got me started running. Hmm. Sorry, are you there? Oh, okay. Um, now, I, I joined Achilles, what are we talking, five years ago. Um, prior to that, I was not a runner. 
I'd done a little bit of cycling, um, but I joined Achilles to, to get fit for um, what we have in New Zealand called an outward bound course, which was kind of like a tramping course and um, camping um, alone. It's, it had different aspects of it, including sailing um, and, and fitness. So every morning they do a 3K run, and when I nearly pulled out, I nearly thought, well, I can't do that. But thanks to Achilles, um, and I joined that, and they matched me up with some guided, with, with some guides. And I learned that I could. Um, and it started very, very slow in the beginning. And it was almost like, you know, jog one power pole, um, walk one power pole, jog one power pole, you know, walk two power poles, <laughs> you know, but until eventually, until eventually I could go for a 5K run. Um, and, um, and, and since then, and uh, I'm aged almost 59, um, I've been steadily increasing my speed during that period of time. So um, to be running PBs at this stage of my life, is it, 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 it kind of makes me smile because <laughs> I'm not sure if you're supposed to be able to do that. You know? <laughs> but, but, it's, but, you know, I'm way fitter, way fitter now than what I've ever been in the rest of my life, including my school days. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's amazing. That's got to be such a great feeling. <laughs> Ah, absolutely, and I'm and I'm not sure if I've actually answered your question yet. But um, so I was working my way back to that. Sure. So being part of the Achilles group um, in New York, yeah, you're quite right. Um, that's the best way of describing it. Is is like one big family, um, and I saw it described recently, and I thought, yeah, that was really really accurate, because um, it says the Achilles family is firstly a collection of athletes. Um, secondly, a collection of, of, of people, um, and then thirdly, a collection of people with um, um, disabled people um, who are athletes. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is the longer you get to know people within that group, then the, the disabilities fade into insignificance because they just become your friends. Mm -hmm. Part of who who you are, and you you do it together. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I I think that's a wonderful way to look at it. And um, it was clear by observing your New Zealand group, and by observing some of the other local groups that, you know, they're just friends. You know, out for a run together that have been training together, and the disability itself, you know, it may impact some of the training, but it's not the main. You know, it's not the main thing that people are focused on. It's uh, it's more than that. And you, you just uh, were so joyful. I, I think I had the best time of anyone among all of my friends and peers who went to New York just because I got to hang out with you all. And you were so happy and, you know, so uh, in such good spirits uh, the whole time. Uh, no complaints, you know, not complaining, not frustrated with the, you know, the treatment. And, you know, to be quite honest, I, I think um, New York Roadrunners did a a fantastic job with Achilles, you know, it's really a different experience running uh, with Achilles than it would be just as uh, one of the uh, 50,000 runners, um, because you're, you know, they recognize it's something special, and they recognize that um, how hard you've worked to get there, hopefully. Mm, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're getting different people with different disabilities that normally, um, in a normal circumstance wouldn't really you know be associated with each other but we're all out there with the common goal of of doing our best of um, um, you know of competing in an event and 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 this is where you find people with with sight or different types of sight disabilities or sight challenges um, and and people with different mobility challenges people with different cognitive challenges you know at the end of the day it, it doesn't matter because we're all out there trying to achieve the same thing yeah I, I got that sense too and just to kind of further um, detail that from what I could see and what I could read about uh, Achilles kind of supports the the hand cycle uh, and wheeled athletes that that go out in the first wave um, as well as those with um, mobility issues, as you mentioned, and, and that would include uh, folks who can move on their two feet but need some assistance, 
or mm. um, are not able to run in a regular gait. And, um, and then, of course, those who, whose bodies are able to run perfectly, like yourself, but just um, don't have the sensory uh, ability to, um, you know, whether it be vision or, or hearing or whatever it might be. Um, and I, mm. I, I suppose the other category that you mentioned, which I'm less familiar with, is um, sort of the cognitive disabilities, which I, I would guess would um, encompass like uh, Down syndrome or some, some of um, the other uh, lifelong uh, cognitive disabilities that I, uh, that I don't know as much about. Mm. I guess so, and I, I didn't meet her, but there was a, a young lady, um, a Down syndrome lady, who, who became the first Down syndrome to complete the New York Marathon this year. Is that right? Um, <laughs> yeah, which I, I think is absolutely incredible. Um, and I do run in my Achilles group here in Christchurch with um, um, different people. Some have had... I believe brain injuries through accidents. Um, there is some with um, that have ongoing autism. Um, hmm. You know, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's an all-inclusive organisation that look at the needs of the the individual person and say, well, okay, so how can we help this person? How can we help them to get out and um, um, and and go for a run? Sure. And, and although perhaps marathons are the most visible in, in our world, um, Achilles does lots of other events, right? Like many distances in running and, and other types of events, um, in, I'm sure in New Zealand, but definitely here in chapters around the United States as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a great job of looking at, okay, so what do you want to do? What, what's the events that you want to do? And how can we support you with that? Okay. My, um, I mentioned that I'm looking to do another marathon and um, pretty much settled on one that we have in Christchurch, which will be in April. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll be going to Achilles perhaps if I can't find all the guides that I need. I've already had one that will, has volunteered and said he'll, he'll help me do that. But I, I think I could probably do with two, maybe three guides for that particular event. Um, um, because it is the the full marathon will be four circuits, and they start the ten k and the half marathon at the same time, which means that the first lap will be rather busy in mm -hmm. terms of people. So it would be good to have uh, a second and maybe a third guide to to protect from those you know tripping hazards, particularly on that first lap. Yeah, that sounds like a great uh, goal marathon though. That you're locally and you have much less to worry about in terms of. Uh... The time difference and the uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll the travel. <laughs> I'm sure that will be helpful and, and good weather in yes. April as well. Yes, ah yes, yes. So April will be our autumn, of course. Um, so it'll be um, just cooling down. It does mean though that I need to train throughout our summer, which is um, which is not necessarily my preference. I prefer to train in the winter time, but uh, um, we'll, we'll just have to. Um, bite the bullet on that one and uh, keep well hydrated and uh, perhaps run earlier in the morning before it gets warm. You, you know, one more question about Achilles in general, Blair. How is it, you know, you know that there's an Achilles group. How is it that you, I mean, I know how I got paired with you because I just volunteers as a, as a guide at, in New York Marathon and they needed an extra guide in this case uh, because you only had one guide coming from New Zealand. But how is it that locally... Um, you get paired and find someone that's willing to train with you um, throughout the season. How, how does that work? Well, yeah, as, um, as a new member, um, we have here in Christchurch um, um, Achilles training every two weeks, and um, they, they just put the call out, you know, who's coming along this week. And I'll say, yeah, I'm going. And then they'll try and match a guide that has um, runs at a similar pace or, or, or possibly normally a little bit faster um, to match up for those training sessions. Of course, after you've been doing this for a little while, then you become friends with the, the people that you run with. Um, 
so you end up approaching them directly. Hmm. And, and so, was that the case um, with Antone, for example, that you all kind of met almost every week or two weeks? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and along with um, Parkrun, so between Achilles and Parkrun, um, and Anton, of course, became a, an Achilles guide. Uh, um, and then I was looking for guides to, to guide me at the parkrun as well. So I approached Anton and uh, um, and he was able to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was so nice to meet him and, you know, to hear a little bit about, you know, what at least for us Americans is quite unique and in indigenous culture um, in New Zealand. And he, you know, he really lives it. You know, he, 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 uh, he has a lot of information and a lot of uh, cultural uh, pride and wisdom to share. So that, that was neat to, to be a part of that experience with him as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's actually his profession or it's his, his job or his business here in New Zealand um, where he is a kapahaka teacher um, and kapahaka is um, a, a dance employed by um, our indigenous people who are the, the Māori um, and um, so he is instrumental in teaching Kapahaka to various different schools around the Christchurch area. So he doesn't work for one school specifically. He travels around teaching Kapahaka and, and I guess the, the, the Māori language um, to the children as well. Oh, that's beautiful. That, that would explain a lot as to why he was able to teach me um, <laughs> Māori words you know, almost, almost seamlessly, you know, and um, kind of able to explain the cultural significance. So I, I really appreciate that. And I, I think that you've given something uh, to New York um, and to, to those of us American guides who came by bringing him with you. So thank you for that, too. Um, You're welcome. Um, okay, well, let's go back to race day, because I, I, like I said, I've had a little bit, Not, you know, it would be light to say, like a traumatic memory of the day in, in a few instances where um, where I really felt um, incapable of, of controlling, you know, some of the crowd and some of the variables, uh, the variables that popped up um, in our path. And uh, for me, it was quite scary when, like, someone would stop in front of us or someone would cut in front of us and, and you were going full stride, you know, and for me to communicate that quickly enough or pull, you know, pull your arm quick enough to, to get you was almost impossible, right? And um, I, I, I don't know, like, what's going through your mind when something like that happens? And, um, you know, how scary is that when you almost fall because something like that happens? But, um, I, I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are, you know, after the fact. <laughs> um, look, stuff like that happens, Mark. It, it, it really does. Um, in fact, I went for a training run last Sunday um, with somebody and, and they missed a, a tripping hazard. And I did trip over and, and did a bit of a tumble. You know, but it, it really doesn't matter. It's only a graze and, and it's just part of part of the experience you know I um you know <laughs> I certainly didn't have anything like that on the New, New York Marathon you did a fantastic job but yeah you're right you can't control other people you know and and I'm and and I don't get angry at them or anything like that I'm, I'm forgiving because I know what it's like when you're when you've been running and you get tired you know, you don't need to always consider the impact of what you're doing to the people around you. You don't expect some blind guy to come screaming up behind you with, uh, <laughs> um, on the end of a tether. You know, <laughs> so um, I, I've become more and more accepting of things like that. And, you know, it, it just happens. And you do your best. You work around it the best you can. Um, and, um, you know, usually it works out fine. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it has to, right? Other, otherwise, you know, can't keep running. I guess it's. Yeah, but yeah. I, like you, I was very surprised. The second half, it, it almost got more packed. And, and like you said, the factor of people going slower and us kind of catching up with people, perhaps, um, in that Central Park area, we were running. I, I think we had implemented a pretty good walk-run strategy in the second half, so that we were finishing pretty strong. 
and you were you were moving at a good clip. Whereas, like you said, those around us were running significantly slower than what they had before. Um, so we were coming up to them, the course narrowed, and we were trying to pass people, you know, in that in the last few miles um, to uh, to you know at least improve our time a little bit there. Um, what was you know what was that like for you, and um, were you happy with your with your finish? Ah, uh, yeah, I I really was. Um, I mean, we did the best that we could on the day, so y- you've got to be happy with that. Um, the, that was my first marathon, um, my first New York marathon, but it's the first time I've completed a marathon. The the goal, really, um, even though I set much more loftier goals in terms of times and uh, and that sort of thing, but the main goal was to complete it, um, and and we did that, um, and I'm I'm just really really happy to have had that opportunity to do it, you know, because even on that run, whether it was the the um, the course itself, whether it was the situation that I found overwhelming, but you know, halfway through that marathon, I was thinking my legs have never felt like this before. I'm exhausted, my legs are cramped, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this. So the fact that we actually got through it and got there in the end, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really happy with and I'm, and I'm so grateful to you, Mark, for, for what you did to, to help me achieve that. It was, it was totally awesome and I, yeah, I, I feel indebted to you in, in many ways. <laughs> Thanks so much, Blair. I, I was certainly an imperfect uh uh, guide and pacer. Um, I I recall now, as we were starting, you know, we were all so uh, energized. I think in that first ten miles or so, um, and just moving with the crowd. And I I think we were going faster. We were certainly going faster than our than our pace goal. And it, maybe once or twice, Antone had mentioned, "Oh, we're going a bit fast." And and I think your response was, and my, res- you know, I was just kind of going with the flow, and your response was, "I feel great." You know, we're just, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to slow down when you're feeling that great and you're uh, swept up in the the you know the beauty of the New York Marathon. Um, and I I think it is also um, true that travel and walking around the days before does kind of add to the stress on the the legs and the body um, in ways that are hard to predict, you know, Um, because we don't do that at home. We're not walking around all day and exploring a new city, so to speak, um, when we run at home. So um, those factors are also sort of unpredictable, I think. Mm, I would agree. I would agree. But, uh, you know, Sometimes things go really well, and sometimes you know they're hard to work, and and you just don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes until you get out there, um, I've I've also got on occasion elevated. I'm not sure if I've told you about this before, Mark, but I've also got relatively elevated blood sugar levels, um, <clears throat> which um, you know how that leads or how that affects your lead up. Um, you know, sometimes, it, although I'm not insulin dependent, um, you know, that is something which I've also begun to realize that I need to manage in terms of, um, um, it also has an effect on things like electrolytes and um, hydration. Interesting. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to a lot of things that come into it, and sometimes you get it right, sometimes it's not quite right, um, and um, you, you just hope to get it right more often than than you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's funny you mentioned that. I recently spoke with a friend who's done over a hundred marathons, and they said. I think I've just about got it figured out. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's such a hard nut to crack. And when you think you got it figured out, you're like, oh, I mean, you know, this is going to be a good marathon. It's a good season. Then you, you learn another lesson, yeah. so to speak. And uh, you just keep learning lessons and getting better, I guess. Um, anyway, I it was, you know, in similar vein, it was a tremendous honor and beauty to, to just experience the New York Marathon with you. And um, to be a part of Achilles is even, you know, 
even better just to feel like we were a part of something bigger than ourselves. And it felt like the whole group was pulling for one another. So it was really like we had a whole team there behind us. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the opportunity. So thanks for uh, allowing me to, to do that, Blair. Oh, Mark, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it's the uh, you're heading into the, as you said, the summer and um, it seems like you're very positive. Some people after after a marathon say, I'm never doing that again. Or that was so hard. I, I want to change to I'm only I'm only doing five Ks now. But it sounds like you've got a really positive uh, perspective. And I'm, I'm happy that that was the result of our first marathon here. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've, I've got some other crazy thoughts about things that I might like to do in the future, but uh, let's just limit it to, to, to <laughs> marathons and, and, and maybe <laughs> tandem cycling for a little bit. And, uh, and if I do anything that's, you know, totally crazy, I'll let you know. Okay. I, yeah, I would love to hear more about that. And, you know, in a place like New Zealand, there's probably no limit to the adventures you can get mixed up in. So, um, yeah, that would be neat to hear. And I, I hope, as I've told you, I hope someday to make it to New Zealand as well. So um, we'll, uh, if I do, if I ever do, you'll be the first one I, I reach out to. Uh, that'll be awesome. I'd love to have you over here, Mark. Thanks, Blair. Um, well, anything else you'd like to add that uh, we didn't touch on? Either, um, you know, about anything, really. Uh, n no, I, not really. It just, if I could say it again, I, I, just to affirm, you know, my, my total gratitude um, to Achilles um, and to yourself um, and to, to New York Roadrunners for, for what was a, a fantastic event. And um, although I'm not going to do it next year, <laughs> um, because I think that there's a lot of things to do. Um, yes, I'll, I'll say again that New York may well see me back in, who knows, um, maybe after I turn 60. Uh, what a great, what a great thing to look forward to. Yeah. And you won't have to wait as long like you did this time. You had to wait three years due to the pandemic. <laughs> uh, hopefully next time you sign up and you'll be running within a year. So that's, uh, that's what we hope anyway. And I, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing more about your adventures, Blair. Um, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'll be sure to keep in touch and share um, whatever I can here. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. Yep. Um, and happy running, Blair. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, gang, so we just finished running 26.2 miles or more through the New York City boroughs. How does everybody feel? Okay, starting with me, sure. starting with me. Sure. Well, hey, um, I'm just so grateful for you two guys here um, for helping me do this today. It's, it's actually just starting to hit now, but I've just done my first marathon and um, couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you. Uh, it was beautiful. A beautiful day the sun came out a few times that was nice and we did Anton um, we were gonna tell you we did run walk run so like one minute running one minute walking yep. strategy and we yep. walked up all the hills yep. so how, how, how did your second half go yeah my second half was good I, um, I caught up to a couple of other guys who you know came came up so I followed them and then um, just at the end there, because I, I did my shoelaces up and then you guys took off and you were heading down a hill. Uh, and I spent um, 5K trying to catch up and I couldn't do it. Oh, um, I didn't. We were moving too fast. Yes. I didn't actually realize that. No, no that's fine. It's, and, and, I, I, and all I did was I, I pray he's got it. I pray he just gets to the line. That's all I wanted. And, and you did. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You know, um, and then I had my own battle of getting home. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so I, I walked, ran, walked, ran, um, walked, I ran a K, walked two, you know, ran two, and then walked one. Over here. Yes. Hey. Are you ready to go back to the hotel? Yeah, uh, I think they are. Yes, yes. Okay. Can I just get my bags? Yeah, it's yes. right It's right here. Yep. And this is Catherine, yes. our fearless leader. No, no, okay, I'm going to so take the public transport. All right, transport. good. We got five. Don't invite anyone else. All that's right. All Catherine, wait. Come on, come on back here. How did your day go? How was Achilles? 
My day went really well. It was really fun to see everyone at the finish line. I was really proud of everyone, and I love to see the energy. Nice. What was the best? What was the highlight of today? Good weather. Is it supposed to be a quick answer? <laughs> no, you, you, um, you say as much as you want. <laughs> for me, the highlight was to see everyone paired with different people. So we have a lot of really good local Achilles guides, and they were paired up with people from different countries and people they didn't know. So it was really cool to see people who didn't know each other coming in together, being happy about how they did. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. We had a great time. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks, Catherine. Hey, we'll see you soon. We'll see you at the yeah. meeting. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. You did a great job. Thank you, Catherine. I'm going to get my things here. Okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, let me, um, hold on. The hip? Yeah. The hip means, uh, it's a Māori name in New Zealand. It's Aotearoa, and it means the land of the long white cloud. What a fantastic episode. I'm just so grateful to have had Blair and have this, have this experience to share out. Uh, Afterwards, you know, we talked a little bit about Disney running, we talked a little bit about his upcoming goals, and he has some pretty cool stuff in store, I think, that he's going to be able to share out with us sometime in the future. Um, you know, I hope this opens the doors for you somehow into just another corner of the running universe where you might be able to dive in, where you might be able to find some connections, or just to understand a little bit more about those AWD or Achilles athletes, athletes with disabilities that you encounter on the course and some of the unique joys and unique challenges that they might face. Uh, just to be aware and to, uh, to know a little bit about the organization, you can follow up at the Achilles International website if you're interested in finding a chapter near you, possibly for someone you know, or if you're interested in volunteering as a guide. It is, um, volunteering as a guide is a fantastic experience. It is one that has given me um, so much. Um, just in terms of knowledge from monthly meetings and meeting people of all different backgrounds and of course the experience itself um, being able to travel and uh, go to a big city marathon with Achilles. So check that out. I'll post a link uh, as well as uh, photos in the blog site. Uh, you can always reach out to us at Running Anthropologist on Instagram or Facebook. All one word, Running Anthropologist or runninganthropologist.com. Thanks again, everybody, and wish you and yours happy running.